electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm David Faber with Jim Cramer. We're live from Post 9 at the New York Stock Exchange. Crawls on assignment this morning. Let's give you a look at futures as we get ready to begin trading 30 minutes from now. I don't know. What do you call that, Jim? Not much of anything. Uh, it's just flopping and chopping. Flopping and chopping. All right. There you heard it there. Let's get to our roadmap this morning. Uh, and we're going to start with consumer strength. New spending records reached as retailers cap that five-day holiday shopping frenzy. Plus the energy effect. Gas prices dropping for 10 consecutive weeks. And OPEC is now on tap this week. And we're also going to keep an eye on shares of Boeing. It is amongst the biggest S&P gainers, that at least ahead of the open. Got an upgrade this morning from RBC. We'll talk a bit about that. Jim will give me his requisite amount of can I say, crap about yeah. having forced you to sell the stock? No. But we'll start with... Did the, not. I Bo- didn't force you to sell Boeing. You did not. And I will say that it. Boeing, the piece does say that, look, supply chain uh, troubles have, have just been a nightmare for them. But those are through. And I think that is a good case for it. Because one of the things that have been happening to Boeing is that when you got long in, you were constantly hit by bad news, but the news flow is no longer bad. Yeah. And I think that that's what makes it an easier stock to own. Uh, I think that people are always looking for some new industrials. We have Ingersoll Rand ringing the bell today. And I was thinking, well, there's only a handful of true industrials left, and people want to own anything that is just plain vanilla infrastructure, but also aerospace. Interesting. Um, we'll talk a bit more about that as we move along in the show. Let's also, though, get to uh, sort of retail and consumer. It's kind of sure. where we started sure. things yesterday. Uh, you know, this time of year, we get so many different data points from different providers. Adobe, for example, saying online shoppers spent, what was a record, $12.4 billion. That was yesterday. Right. Remember, it's Cyber Monday. That was up 9.6%. Which is meaningful. And then you, what you try to do is you say, okay, well, how much was buy now, pay later? How much was credit card? How much are people defaulting on credit cards? And you put together this mosaic, which indicates that before you get uh, too buoyant about the consumer, how's the consumer paying for all this? Right. I think we were mentioning yesterday, I, I think it falls on the idea that there are, there's a low-end consumer who's really being hurt. Bloomberg had an amazing piece yesterday about everything being up 119 uh, versus 100 in the basket that you put together, uh, which over the last four years. And I was thinking, I don't want to be political, but I think that maybe the presidency, the contest is going to be about the people who can't afford being in America. They had their salaries increase, but things have gone up in price. And you're wondering, yesterday the president talked about supply chain issues. He was about, you know, I felt a year and a half too late on that in terms of really supply chain problems. But what would happen if you ran for president based on how you were going to try to roll back the prices in this country? How can you do that? Well, you can't. Well, I mean, don't you think they're doing that in pharmaceuticals? Well, with the, saying, listen, here's some here's some drugs that we're not that Medicare is not going to pay more for. That's true. I mean, that's a rollback. 
That's true. That's price gouging to a certain extent yes, is what is. they've been talking about. In fact, yes. it's funny you reference it because we do have the president discussing that yesterday. Take a listen. Let me be clear. To any corporation that's not brought their prices back down, even as inflation has come down, even as supply chains have been rebuilt, it's time to stop the price gouging. That's what made me think of it. Because when you hear gouging, you, that is true populist rhetoric. Uh, because if you go to Costco, which has had unbelievable numbers and done incredibly well, uh, they're trying, they're saying that inflation is coming down in price. But David, it's coming down in the rate. It is still not reduced. Now, Walmart did reduce some prices. They Walmart, did actually reduce some prices. Largest retailer. Europe I thought that was very impressive. Well, right, did not to your get point, enough things cost a lot more than they did four years ago, they do. without a doubt. Uh, now, as we all know, given we focus on this endlessly, the rate of inflation has calmed considerably. Right. Maybe running at like 3.2, but, but still not reason? at the level that the Fed right. was targeting of 2%. Now, look, what can you do? Uh, homes, 10% of the economy, have gone up 35%. But what are you going to do? To, uh, you file a lawsuit against Lennar and KB Homes because you think they fix prices? They don't fix prices. That's just no, the price they figure out. And what, by the way, there you've really got a, a, a lack of a lack of supply. Right. I mean, I mean it's, it's certainly not their fault. I mean, they, put they're, it this they're way. building what they can, but it's but, a lack of overall it. supply because right, right. people can't move because they can't abandon their low rate mortgage. Right. That's just in a but that's an aberration, obviously. But think about it. You're told you're Doug Yearly from Toll Brothers, and I tell you, we're about to have the the fastest rate cycle increases in 40 years. Would you want to put up more homes or fewer? Yet these guys are actually pretty bold. They put up a lot of homes. They didn't get hung. So I think, I mean, Pulte Homes got a recommendation yesterday. I, I see a, a situation where you, a lot of prices are intractable. And I think people are really wondering, well, why is food intractable? Why can't food come down? Why can't there be a surfeit of beef? Well, if you look at Tyson Foods, they didn't make their numbers. You'd think that they, someone's getting hurt. But I don't think people, when they go to the supermarket, feel that there's anything that's even remotely like it was. And we never... I think that the autos, the used cars are just so much higher. So these things have to come down. So much higher than they were. Than they were. What, pre-COVID? Yeah, because there's just, again, not enough supply. Even though they have been coming down. They have been coming down. But remember, again, we always have to put that point out. Coming down from a very high level, but nowhere near where you expect the trend line would be. Right. Well, we have disinflation, but not deflation. Right. And don't you think if you're a presidential candidate, well, yeah. you heard, I mean, if the president follows up on the idea of who's gouging, well, I mean, listen, we would next time we have know, congressional there's hearings There's an election gouging. less than a year away, and he's getting low marks in the economy, regardless of whether how strong it may be. To your point, people on the lower end, right. perhaps. Well, that's why I'm focused on it, because I really think that when you think about what's happening, we're too close to it. We're looking at an unemployment rate that seems to be stubbornly low. The American people are looking at a supermarket that's stubbornly high. That said, Jim, back to the headline we just shared, 9.6% is a big number. It's it a big is. jump, and so there is still demand. There is obviously very low employment, unemployment, right. and therefore people do still have money to spend, it would seem. Well, look, I, the lower uh, end may be pressure, but frankly, not to be dismissive, but... That's not what necessarily no, no. drives the, the broad economy. But I was trying to drill down with Harley Finkelstein, the president of Shopify, downgraded today because the stock seems to be too extended. I'm not so sure about that. But one of the things that I find is, okay, so who are these 30,000 new businesses? Who are the 13,000 new businesses that got their start at the beginning of, of, of Cyber Monday? Who are these people? Are they people who already have jobs? Are they people employing other people? I want to know who these people are. 
because this could be the secret to the new economy might be people who are you know, just opening up so many new small businesses and that's employing people. But it's a risky thing. Risky thing to open a small business. So there's just a lot of moving parts. And I, every time I try to put together the MasterCard data and the Shopify data and the Adobe data, I come back empty-handed because I can't figure it out. What How do you mean you by that? Empty-handed in terms of figuring what out? I can't. Let's say you ask me, your personal street, say, is the consumer strong? Right. I said at the beginning of Man Money, I'm taking a pass on that. I don't have the brick-and-mortar numbers. I just can't make a judgment. Mm-hmm. How can you make a judgment without knowing what Walmart's thinking? Walmart's Biggest retailer than Amazon. Right. I'm not going there. I am going to try very hard to find out what Amazon's doing, but that's not easy either. Yeah. I just think that for I see so many people drawing conclusions on the consumer, and I think that they're just plain wrong. All right. But again, back to the endless conversation we have here. Consumer may be weakening, but that not isn't also not necessarily a bad thing when you think about the Fed. No, and that's why I think that we, we're not going to raise, um, wow, Micron. Just a dramatic up. What are you doing? Sees revenue 4.7 billion. Had seen it 4.2. I've been waiting. I did a piece yesterday at the top of the show about how the PC cycle is back, and you have to get long these stocks. Uh, let's see what they really do. I mean, someone might say that that's not enough. It's, it's not worth it. But I keep thinking that the PCs, PC cycle is coming back. Uh, we have to talk again about AI. I, I was checking in with Ben yeah, Righteous, who's got the highest numbers from Melius on, on NVIDIA. I said, how is that possible? He said, because I'm an AI analyst. I'm not a semi-analyst. Right. So I just find a, where there is price increases, it's AI. That's the highest. What do you mean by that? Sorry. What, well, there are, AI, a of, there are a lot of people who feel that, that Jensen yeah. Wong is gouging. I don't know if you read the New Yorker piece, which was extraordinary about Jensen Wong extraordinary. Uh, yeah. Is it the most recent? Is yeah, it, it just most? came out. It's oh, a no, December issue. And what it, it talks a lot about how he's able to charge what he wants. That he is, it, it, the first line of the piece is like that he's a you know, quiet monopolist. I'm trying to figure out who, who's really raising prices here and who's not, David. Right. And I don't think everyone is raising prices. If you go to CSX, they'll tell you they're rolling back prices. Um, I want to come back to Micron for a second because as yeah, you know, it's noted, confusing. Jim, it just hit. It's confusing. Uh, in terms of the company announcing it's updating its revenue, gross margin, and operating expense. Let's just give you the headlines itself. They are saying they previously got it to revenue of $4.4 billion and non-GAAP gross margins of 4%. As, but they're saying as a result of improved supply and demand balance and improved pricing, they do expect revenue will approach $4.7 billion and non-GAAP. Gross margins will okay, approach could they go by even. Advanced Micro? Just Why go by Advanced stock Micro. Why is not reacting positively to that? Uh, I, I think there are some people out of Whisper thinking that it's actually even better than that. Micron is really prone. It's always been since 94 prone to vicious Whisper. Uh, but let's let, let's get Sanjay Marotra on the phone. Well, he's going to be giving a fireside chat. I believe it's today get, here, at get a the UBS fire going uh, here. We'll, get, we'll do the chat right here. In uh, Scottsdale. Everyone's so. giving fireside chats. Is it cold somewhere? Uh, yeah, it's good cold question. here. It's actually cold here. All right. Anyway, I'm, I'm on the hunt for people, for companies that have actually gouged. Now, I think the idea that, Mike, that Micron at 4% margins, they're not gouging. I think the idea that NVIDIA is not gouging because they have a lot of intellectual property and they've got to get well, coop. What is gouging? If you have what well, everybody needs and you're the only provider of it, shouldn't you be able to charge as high a price I, as the market yes. will and bear? Remember, what, he, what Jensen Wong always says is, 
look, the moment you buy it, it's you can make money with it. You, it the payback, he says, is instant. But I just think that we're going to go back, David, over and over again to what the president said yesterday. I think this is the beginning of his most biggest concern is how to be able to convince people. He can't convince people the economy strong. It just doesn't work because the the month, the first Friday every month just seems to have no resonance with the American people. He has to get prices down. So he has to go to the supermarket and try to say, OK, look, this bread's too high. Meat's too high. He's got to go to the used car lot, you know, at Lithia and say this is these are too high. That's just that's what he's got to do. It's a, so it's look a for difficult uh, task he has ahead for him, given at least the polling numbers at this point. In the way Maybe you should go to Ollie's. American Ollis. people feel sentiment-wise about here. the economy, despite what our numbers that obviously show what, we a relatively not, strong economy in terms of what, 4.9% what, GDP why growth. Why are they playing music? We haven't even really just begun the whole concept of who's gouging and who's not, trying to answer I, the president's question. Because we have things to do. Look what we got Ads to sell. sell. Um, I'm, I'm pro that. Yeah. I saw, an, I, I saw someone... Uh, Talk positive about Comcast right before the show began. Somebody may be sitting on a gold mine. I mean, we gotta, you gotta know. Well, I'll tell you, David, you take your life insurance and I'll buy it from you. When we come back, we're gonna have a look at how money is flowing out of China. Oh, and they got where it. the affluent yeah. in that country are putting it. Let's give you another look at futures. Not in condos, David. Not, Not condos. in condos. You take a look. I, you know, I'll just call that a maybe a somewhat lower. No, oh, it's who knows. That's, It'll resolve in uh, about 18 minutes. Okay, we'll get it. We'll get it. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast. Our nationwide connectivity powers location telematics, so AAA's fleet can find stranded drivers quickly while being fully equipped with the in-vehicle tools to have answers when they get there. This is elevating the member experience. This is AAA with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. (laughs) That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. (laughs) I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. In the wake of uh, sluggish economic recovery in China, that country's affluent are sending some money overseas, according to a New York Times story today. Chinese families spending on everything from gold bars to uh, very high-priced apartments in Tokyo. Let us, let us bring in our Beijing bureau chief, Eunice Yoon. She is here in the U.S. It's great to see you. I'm sorry we're not in person, Eunice. Mm. It's been so long, but good to have you in, uh, in country, so to speak. Uh, what do you make of this story in terms of what you see on the ground or what it may say otherwise about sort of the sentiment right now of, uh, of many wealthy Chinese? Well, I was just checking online to see what type of advice uh, property agents are giving. And it is true that there are um, several agents as well as other people who are advising um, those who are interested in growing their money and property to go to Tokyo, Hokkaido, as well as Osaka. They're saying that this is a a better investment than here. Well, not here. (laughs) That's usually what I say, but in China. Uh, The other trend that's interesting, you had mentioned the gold bars, and this is something that we've been tracking for a couple of weeks now, is uh, young Chinese, like Gen Z, that are much more interested in buying gold. 
And so what they're doing is that they're buying about 50 to 80 dollars worth of gold. And that's usually in the form of a of a gold bean or a koi fish or something else that sometimes it's, it's jewelry as well, um, because they see this as a way to save for their future and something that's manageable. Chinese have traditionally loved gold, but this is something that we're seeing uh, much more. And it, it's interesting because it's it's among young Chinese, which, um, you know, when I think of gold, it's usually been kind of the older set that's been interested. But uh, now you're starting to see a bit of a change. You know, Eunice, it's great to see you. I know we get to see you later this week, which is really terrific. I want to uh, talk about the executive order 6102, which was for FDR, May 1 of 1933, where he confiscated America, your gold. You're an American. You had to give your gold to government. I, I, I find it hard to believe that the PRC is letting this happen when FDR wouldn't let it happen. Well, I think that the PRC would definitely want to make sure that there isn't this huge outflow of money. So we have seen that with capital controls or other um, ways in which they would crack down on illegal, say, money changers, for example. Um, But in terms of the gold, it's something relatively new, and it's not necessarily something that we're seeing this huge outflow of um, in terms of like real nuts and bolts of of people suddenly opening up their luggage and then there's tons of gold in there. But one of the benefits of that I've heard too that of um, doing of investing in gold is that you could take those little beans and like the jewelry and just kind of sprinkle it around in your luggage and then head out. And now that Chinese can travel much more, it's seen as a, a more palatable way to invest. I wonder if Costco, Costco is gold bars now you can buy. I wonder if they have Chinese Costco's. <laughs> the other thing, I, I, you know, you just I keep, I'm confounded by the government there. We did the Resolution Trust, RTC in our country, and our, our government seized all these ne'er-do-well lenders. I mean, I often find that the PRC is considered to be anti-capitalist, so to speak. Our government's done things that they seem like not even capable of doing. When are they going to seize these these uh, property developers and just say, okay, listen, you're out? And we're and we're going to take it so that the the basis is new, and we're going to distribute it to to wealthier people who can buy these things and just just bring all these developers to their knees. Yeah, well, that's uh, not happening yet, just yet. Uh, the government hasn't wanted to take on that much of the responsibility and know that there's going to be a whole lot of uh, debt that they'd be taking on when they're trying to make sure that they don't have the same experience that they've had um, several years ago after the financial crisis, where they kind of got dinged by all of the the investments and and debt that they had had, um, racked up. So still kind of waiting to see what the government's going to do about the the, the real estate sector. But um, yeah, it's just uh, anyone's guess at this point. Eunice, great to to have you over here. And, uh, you know, she sometimes she gets blocked out by the authorities the there. They I already got blocked they out today. They blocked out today. They still blocked you out. Jersey, New York. I don't understand. How can they do that when you're here? I know, because it, <laughs> I was talking with Joe, and he was asking about Xi Jinping. And now that I just said that, it's I'm probably blacked well, out. No, I'm oh, talk, no. I'm talk to right. I thought maybe they didn't have the power to do that when you were over here. <laughs> I wanted to ask you all these other questions. Well, it doesn't matter for our viewers. We hear it all. Uh, Eunice, thank you. Great to see you. Talk oh, to you later. In many ways, the most important story in the world. I mean, this yeah. is a country that we all felt was going to be able to outgrow us endlessly. Maybe they outgrew us by building a lot of places that are just unnecessary. And they, I don't know, David. I mean, you, do you, uh, you went, it's like how you buy the Brooklyn Bridge. Would you like to buy uh, nine buildings in well, some town that's uh, tier four? If you got to get money out and you want to, sure. Figure out a way. You want to buy some, a condo at one wall? You got one for sale? Coming up, Jim's Mad Dash, and we'll count down to an opening bell that's about 10 minutes away. Don't go anywhere. 
Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? <clears throat> the real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. All right, let's, uh, let's get a mad dash. We've got uh, seven minutes before we get started with trading. You want to talk a little Zscaler. Let me set it up here. Revenues grew 40% year over year, almost 500 million bucks. I guess the lack of guidance, Jim, is what seems well, to be okay. upsetting people. So let's go back a few weeks ago to Palo Alto where there were issues that Nikesh Aurora talked about that maybe Billings wasn't necessarily the exact way to look at it because Billings weren't as good as remaining performance obligations. I listened to uh, to Jay Chaudhry last night. Now, this stock was up 70% coming in. Uh, This is identity software, which we know is just incredibly important right now. And I was very happy with the quarter. I think that the price targets were raised to by others who were equally as happy. Billings may not be the most accurate measure of these because, you know, billings tend to be a year long. Right now, the billing cycle is not that good. But there's no doubt in my mind that this is the hottest area of cybersecurity. So when the smoke clears, uh, it was down 14 points last night. Go back in. Go back in because cybersecurity uh, is just very, it's still the hottest area in the U.S. economy. Uh, I saw a note from Wedbush saying CrowdStrike was about to report upside limited. I think a lot of people feel that it's played out. David, I wish it were played out. We had Microsoft on last night. Uh, they're talking about having a, a ten Oh, right, billion. on Mad Money, you yeah, had the three, leader of their cyber. Three billion uh, hacks of email now up to 30 billion. I mean, the numbers, David, are literally like safe crackers where they're just going to keep trying until they get the safe open right. and... Uh, China, uh, North Korea. I, I, I wish I wish Microsoft talked a little more about China, but China is, is they put out a paper, David, that would make you think that they are in a cyber war and we're not. We're in well, I mean, I, listen, I started reporting on Chinese cyber espionage, I don't even know, 12 years ago. I don't remember when I first did Burn that. Burn David, right? And, it's like uh, the wire. The two places and, you need um, them are Baltimore it has and China. Not stopped. It calmed for a while, but it has not stopped, and it has been a focus on stealing intellectual property. Look, there are a lot of people, like Ghost Fleet is a book that Mark Benioff, who reports this week, himself gave me. And it, it's, it's about how they, they figured out how to jam the Navy. All right. I don't want to, don't want to we'll, read that. Uh, we'll keep an eye on shares of Zscaler, of course, when we get uh, started with trading, which is about four Jay or so Chaudry is very minutes good from now. Uh, by the way, you can catch us anytime and anywhere by listening to and following Squawk on the Street, opening bell podcast. Consumers may be getting a bit of a holiday lift uh, given relief at the pump. Gasoline prices have fallen for 60 consecutive days. It's the longest such streak in more than a year. According to AAA, gasoline in the U.S. now costs about $3.25 a gallon on average. That is roughly 30 cents below year-ago levels. We started the show talking about the consumer. You were talking, of course, about gouging, right. uh, price gouging, the president's remarks we played. But what about this positive impact in terms of lower uh, gasoline? I, I think it calls into question whether oil wasn't manipulated higher to begin with. Uh, there were a lot of shorts. There was a big short squeeze in the oil pits uh, in the 90s. It looks like that there was not enough demand there. Uh, we know that the U.S., which people had thought wasn't, wasn't starting to produce more, is. It's producing a max. Uh, we know that we're at all-time highs in production, We're at all-time right? highs where in production. Are we, are we near 13 million barrels? We can go to 14. We can go to 14. I also think, by the way, David, that Russia, to finance this, the ever war, 
is pumping as much and China's buying everything. So uh, India has been uh, taking advantage of largesse. So I come away and I say, it's just as long as we're pumping and people don't realize that we can be mar- the marginal uh, seller. Now, a lot of people still say it's all the story. Right. And the Saudis just want to, they don't want, they want to keep above 70, but below 90. That's where they hook us. Don't let us buy, uh, open up marginal properties in the Permian uh, and, and certainly uh, in the Bakken. You don't want to do it if they keep it if they can keep it uh, below 90. Let's give you an opening bell here. You just heard it, of course. Take a look at Real Time Exchange back at our headquarters. See how that sort of ends up, kind of half and half there. Here at the big board, industrial company Ingersoll Rand. Jim had mentioned them earlier. Oh, it's just a great American company. And over at the Nasdaq, the exchange is celebrating Giving Tuesday in collaboration with GivingTuesday.org and GoFundMe. All right, got any thoughts here at the open? Yeah, any any look, keys to this market as you and I like to discuss occasionally? Yes, it is Broadcom. Okay. Broadcom. And, and for more than just one reason, when we've got Broadcom beginning, this is now Broadcom and VMware. And we're beginning to get well. Right. The Broadcom number. has completed the acquisition right. of VMware that that took place last week. Um, okay. So what? Well, we're beginning to get the revisions in estimates that I expected, and they're dramatic. Uh, this is the merger of a company that's very fast growing, Broadcom, but with a consistent long-term growth that is not cyclical VMware. And I always expect a company to get a high, higher price to earnings multiple when you have non-cyclicality. Now, David, I think that a lot of, uh, of what's going on right now are people trying to figure out what multiple to play for, pay for different stocks. Yeah. This is not an expensive stock. It's not expensive? No. I mean, we've talked often about, of course, it's been run by a gentleman named Pak Tan. Right. Uh, he's been here with us on the show, although not in quite some time. Uh, Roan, through acquisition, through his ability to execute in terms of taking cost out, uh, it is worth noting, Jim, this company has a $440 billion market value now. It is one of the largest companies extant. Uh, and so it is not an insignificant right. and player. It's, it's very bound up in, like Cadence and like Synopsis, very bound up in NVIDIA's world of artificial intelligence. It also just has just uh, straight-out business, you know, the way you would think of Texas Instruments. That's just kind of a kind of it's out there. But, David, this makes it so that it's much more into networking, which I really like. Uh, it does have a big, like I said, a very big AI business. But I also bring it up, and I was hoping to bring it up with, with, with Eunice. There's an article today, I don't know if you saw it, about how the cost of doing business with China, 40,000 dinner with Xi Jinping might be just the seat. And it had Hock Can next to him. Now, right, the, you're it, referring to the summit of uh, a couple of weeks back. Right, the where, big dinner. Where the big dinner, where CEOs paid as much as $40,000 to attend. We noted at the time the seating arrangement of Hoktan because then there was still a, a great deal of question as to when the VMware deal would be approved by the antitrust regulators in China. Now that story goes well beyond that and just talks about that's only the beginning in terms of what you actually have to be doing. And then it also discusses the fact that, frankly, many U.S. businesses are withdrawing from China. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, it, almost everyone feels... And we're taking a lot of cash out if they a can. A lot of people feel the supply chain just... It, it, well, we're very intertwined still, but they would like to break away from the stranglehold of China. I will point yeah, out, David, Although that's not that, going to do much for helping inflation, by the no, way. No, China is yeah. a price cutter, but so is Mexico, for that matter. And it's easier to get here. Uh, I, now, was this a cheap shot, David, that he, there were many people at the dinner who paid money? Yeah, it was, kind of. I mean, it's not like he paid money to get his deal approved. His deal Thank was going to be approved. At least right. he thought it was going to be approved. That's why they 
held everybody in that election Actually, for weeks. They, they were, thought it was going to be weeks earlier. Right, right. but I do think that um, the But it was is, notable in timing. It was. And then they also referenced MasterCard as well, getting right. something approved in China, having attended the dinner. Again, I mean, I just think that what it's the other way around. I look at this and say, all right, China's trying to show us that they're not as hostile. Right. And I think that this is not the way to show it. A big Boeing order would whether, be uh, Whether she was deserving of two standing ovations, I think, is more of a question. Well, I'm thinking that he did receive during the course of that dinner. That seems a little odd. Well, there's a, um, there are always American companies that, where it's very important for place to do business. We know yeah. Nike. We know Starbucks. By the we way, Apple. We, um, I want to get to the name at the top of that list, but let's come back to Micron for a second. Then we'll talk PDD. Um, because you and I were questioning what seemed to be positive news from the company where they increased their guidance. What I'm seeing here is um, some elevated expectations for gross right. margins the whisper. had been ahead of this morning's presentation. They're, they're giving a presentation. That's why they updated guidance, because Fun they will shot. be presenting yeah. uh, at an uh, investment conference. Um, and so, Jim, it does appear to be that. Uh, the analysts that will a come lot out of the hedge funds and the like had gross margins that were perhaps even more than what the company is now guiding to. Yeah, if you're worried about, if you want to make money on the, on this situation and you don't want to be hurt by those, the not-great gross margins of Micron, just go buy AMD, which has a lot of things going, including a very big December 4th meeting, big analyst meeting. So you've got the wind at your back with AMD. You may not have it with Micron, so that's the one you want to do. Uh, the Jensen Huang piece, by the way, is very funny. The New York piece he talks directly about Intel. It just is run away. He runs away from Intel. These, these are who Intel. runs away from Intel? Jensen Huang from Nvidia. Oh, the New Yorker piece. Yeah. Sorry. No, look, I usually you know don't reference. I mean, look, I love the New Yorker, but, but I typically don't reference the pieces. But I think that this is a great piece about the zeitgeist of AI. I, I think there's some things that make that I felt portrayed uh, Jensen a little too glib, which he's not about what can happen about with the AI. the dangers of AI. Just a little too quick. Which came into focus a bit last week with the uh, turmoil around open AI. Right. Um, and continues to be certainly a concern for many of us. Well, I look, I think that if you that take a look at what's going on. a full understanding of the technology itself, and there are many. Now, there are the, the, the vast majority of those believe it can be safely developed. But right. there are still plenty who also but David, um, want it to be safely developed, wonder where it will go, and by the way, let's not forget back to our endless conversation here, or running conversation about China and or others who uh, who were trying to prevent from having the ability to develop it faster than we are, their intent may not be the same. No. No. I would say the yes. I think that they, if they can, with the Microsoft piece about China. Look, if they want to imitate us and find out things, I think that that's game one for them. They're, uh, in this piece that I will no longer reference because I've done it too many times, uh, there's a moment where Jensen's asked about whether the report will be replaced because it's something you talk about. And he said, no, it will, come, it, yeah. Yeah, it, uh, um, it will come for fiction first. And I think it's interesting. He's speaking of fiction. There's a series of articles about what happened in Sports Illustrated yeah. uh, and at thestreet.com, which yeah. I founded. Uh, where uh, there were who are articles. These, who owns these titles now? They're owned by Arena Group, which is run by Ross Levinson, and they did put out a serious uh, attack on the attack, which was in future saying, listen, this was done by a third party, about SI. It did not say that it was done by a third party uh, about Street.com, and it did say there was an article for Nance. I mean, it's a little embarrassing because I did, if I worked there, I would obviously have I to know. resign would today. Do you want to focus us here on what it is you're trying to okay, explain? Well, okay, so... They have, um, it, uh, let's use this tweet for a second, 
they, this is very hard for me actually, but they have a writer, for instance, uh, Domino Abrams, and he's a stay-at-home dad, a pro at home cleaning and maintenance, at least until he'll, he was expunged from the site because he didn't exist. He was AI. So he was and AI bought, generated, and, yeah, as and was the text the that, that was being delivered from right. him. Right, and they sell, you know, they used AI-generated right. headshots. Denise McNamara, I don't remember hiring her. She was the information analyst. She, Her extensive personal experience with electronics allows her to share her findings with others online. So also not a real person. Yeah. All right, well, this gets to something we've yeah. been discussing. She's now, not, by the way, I mean, to be for listening, a not, lot of these well-known work, names of the me. past are no longer what they were. A lot of the companies have bought the names. Yes. As in That's Sports fair. Illustrated, but it is not what, you, what we all grew up with. In but terms you know, there's of a union that's the very upset about journalism. That's where I'm going. Okay. SI Union. Right. Because, David, you covered the writer's strike. This is their yeah. fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not just a fear. It's going to be a reality. Right. It's going it, it well, to... Well, it is a reality. I mean, potentially... Uh, Domino replace. Sugar. What is this guy's name? All right. I want to move on. I want to move on. I know you're very focused on this, but... Well, because it's the most... Empower- I mean, I started the darn I, thing. I, I know, oh, Domino you Abrams, gotta, not you Domino Sugar. you got to break sorry. away. Okay, you start, It's a long time ago you started it. A long... You've done so many things since then. So many. Mezcal. What can I say? Yeah, Mezcal. Actually, my wife's. There you go. Mezcal. Right. Uh, I want to talk not about AM. PDD Holdings. This is the owner of Pinduoduo, but also, perhaps more importantly, Timu, uh, which is... Let me tell you what it is connects customers directly with cost-efficient producers, allowing for competitively priced goods. It eliminates multiple middlemen and shipping directly from factories to consumers. Yes, those factories are typically in China, and therefore customers benefit from far lower prices. What does that mean? Well, it means, let's say you see a pair of Crocs and you really like them, and they're 30, 40 bucks. Well, you go to Timu and you can basically get the same thing a lot cheaper. Hey, dude. Well, I'll tell you, David. Um, and maybe this made in the same factory. I don't know. This I'm sure I, I, I don't know. This is growing enormously. In fact, some would say even faster than Shein, a company we've reported on quite a bit here right. on CNBC. It is still private. It did file to go public. Perhaps we'll see it on the public markets, let's call it the next nine months or so. But back to PDD, uh, total revenues were up uh, 94%, operating profit was up 60%, and as you can see from the reaction in the stock market this morning, investors like it a lot. And there's always um, a Chinese stock people get enamored of. This, but we've seen this movie. And this thing is connected to the likes of Meta. In other words, you, know, you can right. get to Timu via right. other social media, Instagram, Reels, right. and buy stuff. I and know. buy stuff. I know. Directly. She and, from and the factory, essentially. Fast fashion. I thought that was landfill fashion. I guess it's some... Well, it is kind of landfill fashion. A lot of this stuff probably does end up eventually... I have Dow Chemical into yeah. now called Dow. Uh, there's I, a look so, at... There's Shein, of course, which you just mentioned, which fast is... Fa- I thought that... Was, I uh, thought has this factories went, all over the world. Isn't everyone against fast fashion? Out. How did this become... I mean, and they are trying fashion, to address waste, that, waste, WM. but you can see what that's meant for PDD, which, uh, by the way, is an enormous company with a, a market we value of some 160 or odd billion dollars. Oh, well, I got to go buy five other Chinese companies. I could buy the next one. That's actually what managers do. Faux managers, I may add. Faux. Faux. Yeah, faux. <laughs> Managers. Okay. I just think that we endlessly fall in love. We fell in love with Baidu. Oh, David, Baba. Remember they were going to do well, that incredible spin-off of their uh, of their cloud business? And these things wow, are happening. Wow, is that excited? Um, and I should point out, PDD Holdings, which is the parent of Pinduoduo right. and Timo, the moved from China to Ireland. Did you know that? Yeah, that was very interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and so, and Ireland is a very popular location, as many know. 
economy's doing pretty well there. I, not I've been a, trying to much figure... better than the UK, for example. Yeah, yeah. Well, Northern Ireland actually is doing being... okay in part because of its because its connection to Ireland. I like Even that. though, of course, it's part of the UK. Yeah. I like that. You like that? Well, okay. my wife is an Irish like citizen, that. American and Irish. You can have a dual citizen if all yes. your grandparents are from there. That's a great she, thing. She opted for that. Hey, Jim, would you, you like a favor? You by the way. There's an upgrade. Would what? you like a favor report? Can I give you one on? If it's Hollywood and Disney, no. No, it's on U.S. Steel. A little quick, quick update. Remember that? Oh, 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 Pass the telephone, David. What happened? You the golden telephone. Nobody rolled my animation. I, I can't talk until they roll my animation. Is this AI? There I am. That picture, by the way, is a younger me at this point. I can't really see. That haircut. My phone. It's a good haircut. We have a new animation coming, I'm told. Uh, all right. Uh, let's talk a bit about this. Of course, we've been following this. Who knew U.S. Steel would be uh, such a uh, desired property? But it appears to be the case. Final bids are due for U.S. Steel, uh, which put itself up for sale, essentially. You can see when, uh, when the stock moved. Um, are, are due Friday. They're due Friday. And from what I'm being told by people close to the situation, you see it right there, five separate parties are expected to oh bid. Oh, my God. Now, really? we know, of course, Cleveland Cliffs, and we know ArcelorMittal, and we know those are whole company bids, right? They are, their bid is just a simple, we want to buy all of right. you. The others get a bit more complex. Uh, I've reported on the Argentinian company Techint, uh, might need a partner there. Uh, uh, Stelco, would Nucor want something? Nucor, you know, no. you go to Germany, Korea, I don't even know the, all of the bidders here, but I am told with confidence by people who, should, who do know there are five bidders. And so even though bids are due Friday, final bids, uh, there had been an expectation or a hope perhaps, Jim, that we would have a, a conclusion and a buyer known very soon. That's a lot of data. It's going to take a while. Uh, it's going to take a while. And they by the way, clean it up. I mean, remember, what's left of U.S. Steel is good property. Yeah. And, well, and what's left of Cleveland Cliffs is good property. They are aggressively, you know, aggressively there again. Where does that mean we end up? I am not getting uh, a, a great deal of uh, a great deal of guidance when it comes to good price from the various bidders. You can see the stock is reacting a bit to what we're saying here. But don't expect this to conclude uh, next week. I'm told no. Uh, it may play out of a bit longer given. You know, you've got to go through five bids, the complexity of those bids. If there's partners, you, you know, obviously you've, you, you've always got to examine the likelihood that the bid will be able to succeed. More complexity, the more difficult it may be to get there. There's always going to be antitrust. There's unions. There's so many things layered on here uh, that it's just going to be a process. But, again, a process that, as we've reported consistently, has been a robust one in terms Absolutely. of getting interested buyers. Bite-sized co company. Yes. Uh, small, $8 billion. Yes. Uh, Nucor is America's champion. That's the largest. And Nucor has done periodic acquisitions. I think this would be highly unlikely because they do have a different kind of mill strategy, whereas Cleveland Cliffs has a similar mill strategy. Cleveland Cliffs, by the way, I, I think has done a fabulous job, and they pretty much own the auto steel. I know Nucor has some auto steel. But Cleveland Cliffs has a, has a standstill in place that expires December 1, and there had been some focus, well, you got to get it done by then. That's not the case. They're going to stay in the process, obviously, and hope that they win. If they don't, then we'll see what happens. But, uh, but again, um, expect bids Friday, but not word on who the winner is. Perhaps it'll be, we'll see, uh, a couple of weeks. One would expect they would try and get this thing done prior to the holidays. Well, I, I do find that that people want to be in the steel business because of the infrastructure. It's going to be very good. Uh, I do find it curious. You know, Cleveland Cliffs in 2020 
Uh, they bought AK Steel and they bought ArcelorMittal's vertically integrated. You know, this was a they've done business already buying ArcelorMittal properties. Now ArcelorMittal's back buying this property. You think? Yeah, I do. I do. Well, that's a little. I'm not questioning whether at all. They are aggressive. They're in there for it's sure. Almost, it's almost Green Skyish. Maybe remember Green Sky Goldman. Yeah, I do remember Buy Green Sky buying it. So, yeah, no, I'm aware at less than you paid for. Yeah. Um, David, right. we haven't talked about what else? This stock that I we haven't done enough justice to the company I interviewed last night, Microsoft. Okay. This is the one that no one seems to have a price that they're not willing to pay. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. There's a level, there's two pieces about Apple today, tepid sales of the 15, and then also a piece about don't worry about China. Yep. Uh, there's a piece about Amazon, no, a good piece about international sales, but there's a level people won't pay. NVIDIA, there's a level people won't pay, obviously Tesla. Not this one. Not this one. It just seems like they're, that Microsoft can trade wherever it wants. At 400, they're buyers. Mm-hmm. High multiple stock, extremely high multiple stock. It, it, yeah, where is the multiple right now? I think it's Copilot that's doing it. It is Copilot, Jim, and I'm looking through my notes here. Which is working. Trying to find, uh, you know, I had a couple of conversations with owners, obviously, who are positive, as you might imagine. 36 times But talking about what they believe is the enormous potential for Copilot. Um, you know, you're going to price the thing at, I think it's almost 30 bucks a head. You've got to have an organization that has at least 300 people in it, I believe, if I recall. Um, but and there's David, just an expectation based at least on what we know at this point in terms of how it's helping productivity right. that it is going to be an enormous product and it is uh, it's going to add billions in revenues and obviously throw a multiple on that and therefore there does seem to be enthusiasm certainly amongst those again who already own the stock but who are who are trying like very granular level to I understand keep, the impact of copilot keep hearing banks other other tech companies but what's amazing David yeah. is that this thing didn't exist a year ago, so Microsoft numbers looked like they were expensive, and then boom! Turns out that Microsoft's right. PE was now they do need big. to keep a lot of access to OpenAI, and they have it. Obviously, he played it pretty well last week, Nadella. But they got to get on that board, make sure nothing, you know. Yeah, I think it's a forty-nine right. percent over. But I do. I, I am very impressed that you're going to find out that Micron's estimates turn out to be way low. Yeah, and that's why people are paying right now thirty hundred eighty dollars. Really good stock, but Travel Trust owns that and sold Boeing because of you, but kept this despite your negativity. Microsoft is uh, alone amongst, no, Tesla's up too, amongst the Magnificent Seven, those two being the uh, the two stocks in the green. All right, let's get you a quick uh, bond report before we take you to a, a very quick break as well. Check out how Treasuries are faring this morning. Of course, we've been looking at the 10-year now, below 4.4. You can see it right there. That uh, turned out to be the magical wish. The yield on the two and the five with uh, the 10 and 30 ever so slightly higher in yield. But again, that 10 year below 4.4. It was only a few weeks ago. We were pushing 5%. We're back right after this. Shares of GM, you can see, are down. Tomorrow, Mary Barr is going to join us. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, but you're going to have a few questions for her about Cruz, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, took a ride on that. Not, not there anymore. You know, uh, Jim, you know, when Jim is speaking to Sato Voce, then you really know that there's trouble. When he just mumbles completely. Good tie, Jack. All right, up next, Jim's going to be a lot more uh, understandable because he's got stop trading. 
All right, we got to stop trading now uh, with Jim. What do you got? Okay, so tomorrow's Salesforce reports, and there's a piece out uh, by Opco today, pre-results comments, and frankly, it reads as if it's just going to be okay. Mixed business trends. I would point out that when Salesforce reported last, the stock jumped from 205 to 230 and then came back down hard. Why? Because the guidance was not high. David, we are going to see whether the low, lowered bar set by Salesforce in the summer is going to allow them to report a terrific number tonight. Any other? Uh, tomorrow. But I would say, David, Anything else around the call or on uh, AI here's what, that you're looking for yes, from them? If he, does, if he just talks about, this is Mark Pinnock, just talks about Einstein, which is their AI, and how it fields millions of queries, trillions of queries, that's okay. we got to start hearing an AI is now so bottom line oriented that we are able to raise numbers 2024. That's what must happen, and they have to be substantial. Now, NVIDIA last year, we thought right this week, was going to earn $4 for 2023. David, they're going to earn $12. Yeah. So therefore, it wasn't multiple expansion. It was actual $4 to $12. And that's what you want to start hearing from these companies. And that's what I think you'll hear from Microsoft because of Copilot. Right, but that's that's the first and the earliest. It's, it, right. it's going to be 24, 25 before we really I want Mark Benioff to talk about it uh, because I think that if you're yeah. going to pay high multiples for stocks that have AI, you better say numbers going higher. I've got, I've, got, I've got a view to actually Adobe will do that. Extreme. All right, what do you got on the show tonight? I've got Dow. Uh, I think that we've, we're, we're, we're forgetting about the real economy. Uh, the real economy is softer when it comes to industrials. Numbers cutting down for most industrials. Now, Ingersoll ran, no, they, they rang the bell today and the numbers are good. But just basic industrials, uh, just not doing that well. That's why it's so shocking about what you reported about steel. Yeah. About letter X. Uh, well, Dallas, you have unique Dallas, assets in a, in a regardless of when. You're, it's unique, at, but you're, again, you're, you're playing to the auto cycle. And don't forget, if the future is now, Musk is using stainless. Side. Yes, he is. Which is so yes, hard is. to mill. Apparently, it's Only very airline, difficult to manipulate. All right, coming up, the strategist who has a year-end S&P target of 3,800. Huh? Yeah. Keep it here. What? You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. 